Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Julie and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, February 5th, and we are reading from the big book. We are on page 18, the last paragraph, starting with that the man who is making. Today's readers are Esther, Penny C. The reference number for Tuesday is February 4th, is 5864. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OE is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Andy to read the 12 steps. And press star 1 to unmute. Julie, this is Melanie. I can do that. Hi. Hi there. Sorry about that. I thought I was unmuted. unmuted. This is Andy. Hi there, guys. This is Andy from New York. Happy to read the 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrong. Six, we were entirely ready to have God remove these, all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, I pass. Thank you, Andy. And I will now ask Lauren to read the 12 traditions. Lauren, recovered compulsive reader from Pittsburgh, 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, 
each group should be anonymous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive of reader who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, Lauren. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the direction for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We need a paragraph or two from the literature. Then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker's should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 18, bottom paragraph, that starts with that's the man who is making approach. And it appears that our readers have made it on the line. I want to thank Esther for uh, you know, taking the time to say yes. But um, Kimmy has made it, and would you please start reading? Press star 1. This is Kimmy. I'm here. I can actually read if needed. Yes. Would you please start? Sure. That the man who is making the approach has had the same difficulty, that he obviously knows what he is talking about, that he has whole deportment shouts at the new prospect, that he is a man with real answer, that has no attitude of holier than thou, nothing whatever except the sincere... Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Sorry. My daughter actually just turned all the pages. Um... Nothing whatever except the sincere desire to be helpful, that there are no fees to pay, no axes to grind, no people to please, no lectures to be endured, that these conditions we have found most effective. After such approach, many take up their beds and walk again. And again, this is Kimmy, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Connecticut. And... uh, 
this whole chapter just in general really starts to, you know, set us up for how the, you know, ex-problem drinker is about society. These are, you know, promises that uh, we are granted by having worked these steps, that there will be no axes for us to grind, no people to please, no lectures to be endured, and that, um, you know, we are men who have, and women who have, you know, lost their legs, but with this program, we are able to get up and take our legs and walk again in a different kind of way than we had before. And uh, that, with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Kimmy. Would anyone like to share in this paragraph? Laura Janice. Did I hear Janice? Yes. Laura okay, Janice. Yes, and, and Lorna will be next. Go ahead, okay. Janice. Oh, thank you, Julie. Um, good morning to everyone. My name is Janice M., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Yes, this uh, paragraph that follows the uh, previous two um, kind of explains why um, psychiatrists and, and professionals who are intellectual um, cannot help us because, see, they're really not on a life-and-death errand like I was or you are, um, who are compulsive overeaters. You know, they don't have to, like I said, a life and death errand. So this has given us a guide. This is a guide, a good guide for a sponsor. What our sponsor really does, and make sure when you get a sponsor that they, they are like this, that they have the same problems. You know, they they couldn't control what they what their behaviors were or their ate, and when they did, and then they were stopped, they started again because they had the allergy and the obsession of the mind. But these X problem compulsive overeaters for us, um, they have found the solution. They have found the solution. So therefore, they can guide us. If you haven't been there, you can't show somebody where to go. So this is what they had, their whole deportment, their whole behavior, their whole attitude. It says here their approach has had the same difficulty, which means it's the past. They no longer have this difficulty because of the solution. They have the solution. They have the answer. What better person to go to than that has an answer? And that's an ex-problem, recovered, compulsive overeater. And... Um, <clears throat> They're not holier than thou. Some people may say, well, gee, you're preaching or you're teaching. Well, we're so excited because, see, we didn't give this gift to ourselves. This gift has been given to us through no no success of our own. You know, I just followed, you know, thank you, God, that, that I followed the guide, my sponsor. She just guided me through this process because she's showing me what happened to her, and my higher power gave me the results. Um, so we're just trying to be helpful. We're not talking down to anybody. It may seem that way, you know, but it's because we're so excited and we just want to be helpful. And uh, with that, I'm going to pass. Thanks, Julie. Thank you, Janice. Go ahead, Lauren. Thank you. <clears throat> Whew. Lauren, recovery compulsive reader from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh boy. Well, I'm not. I'm going to be repeating then some sharing because uh took the words right out of my mouth and it's it's a wonderful thing so this paragraph 
is uh, if you want to put in your book, this is a guide for a sponsee looking for a sponsor or a step guide. I, I prefer the term step guide. Sponsor, the definition is um, someone responsible, where a step guide is simply someone leading the way. And uh, I like that. I'm just leading the way. I'm not responsible for you. However, this if you're a sponsee, this is a paragraph where it asks questions. And someone taught me I should be very discerning in who I ask to sponsor me. I'm going to ask them some questions. Like, were you like me? Did you have the same difficulty? Do you know what you were talking about? Does your behavior, you know, shout at me you have an answer? Do you, do you not have an attitude of holier than thou? I mean, some of these I can ask myself quietly. Um, you know, were you like me? But do, do you now live that way anymore? Do you have an answer for me? You know, do you have an answer with depth and weight? Um, other questions. Have you finished all your amends you're conscious of? Have you done a thorough fourth step? Have you done a thorough fifth step and a six and seven? You know, have you completely surrendered in your step one where you never, ever see yourself ever wanting to go back to the food again, you know? Other questions, it's so important for a sponsor to ask a sponsor is like, like, are you running the show today? Do you, do you, do you like, do you talk to God and, and realize, you, do you look at your current day agnosticism and say, God, are you my director today? Am I just your agent or am I trying to run the show? Um, do they have, does your, does the sponsor have a recovered sponsor they can look to, you know, or are they kind of trying to wing it on their own? It's really important for for uh, for me. I have a sponsor who's who's who answer who who fulfills everything I want in myself, and uh, she's a wonderful guide because she 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 takes this serious as a heart attack as I do. Um, it's really important for me to have that have have a step guide who uh, fulfills these requirements. You know, who's, who's a good guide. And uh, with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Lauren. Would anyone else like to read on um, this paragraph? This is Kim. This is Jill. Kim and then do. Go ahead, Kim. Good morning, Julie. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. I love this line. That his whole deportment shouts at the new prospect that he is a man with a real answer. I mean, isn't that what we've always wanted, a real answer? You know, I remember this was a couple years ago now, someone I was working with, and she came from AA, so she understood the 12 steps, and she came into her first OA meeting, and there was a woman leading the meeting who was morbidly obese, and she said that she had been in program for 20 years, and she was two weeks abstinent, and everyone was was clapping. And she was looking around like, two weeks? And the woman came up to her after the meeting and put her arm around her and said, don't worry, honey, sometimes the best we can do is just get two weeks. Now, that to me is sad. Is that the message we're giving the newcomer? You know, I felt for years in a way that I was told that this is a temporary respite, that maybe we can have these pockets of abstinence. Because, you know, food is so different than alcohol. I mean, alcohol is easy. You just have to put it down. Food, we have to eat. How can we have a real answer? Let me tell you, I let my whole department shout at you. There is a real answer. Food is no different than alcohol. Alcoholics drink. 
I just don't drink alcohol. I am a compulsive overeater. I eat. I do not eat in my, my binge foods. I do not engage in those behaviors that create the phenomenon of craving. There is a real answer. But that answer is not abstinence. For years in LA, I thought the answer was abstinence. I would stare at a food plan and think, maybe this is going to take this pain away. Maybe this will beat the beast away. And if we think abstinence is going to treat this disease, that's like putting Band-Aid on a gunshot wound. It's not sufficient. So we're going to learn here, what is the answer? The answer is God. The answer is God. And you know what? As a compulsive overeater with an allergy body and the obsession of the mind, I can't access that power. So I recognize the problem. I know the answer is God, and I'm going to be given a plan of action, these steps, which is going to allow me to get access to that power. So the real answer is the 12 steps. It's not a meeting. It's not abstinence. It's not human aid. How do I get access to that power? If I am powerless, how do I get access to that power? And I think to myself, I can be in a meeting, and I can have someone next to me who's eight years abstinence, and their tension on them is palpable because they're stark raving abstinence, and they're controlling everything, and the tension is just palpable. And I can have someone on the other side of me that's six months abstinence, has walked through all 12 steps, has a, has a spring in her gait, her voice is, is light, her, her whole entire demeanor is light. That is what I want. Find someone who has what you want and ask him or her how she or is achieving it. What do we want? I want a real answer. Let me tell you, for 17 years in OA, I had a temporary respite. And the last three years, I've had a real answer. Because the miracle today is by working these steps, I no longer want my binge foods. I am no longer fighting it. I am no longer going to bed exhausted from trying to throw tools and meetings and all this human aid at my compulsion. I've had a spiritual awakening sufficient to bring about recovery. I have a power in my life that, that handles all my problems. So I will just repeat it one more time, and I hope that my deportment shouts this, and I believe this meeting shouts this, that the, his whole deportment shouts as a new prospect, that he is a man with a real answer. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim. Do go ahead. Good morning. This is Do, um, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Um, I love this because, you know, the previous paragraph, um, one of the things about the big book is, is that it gives, us, it gives us a problem and it gives us an example. You know, and the previous paragraph is telling us about the ex-problem drinker, and now it's going to show us what that looks like. And it says, the man who is making the approach has had the same difficulty. Uh, he obviously knows what he is talking about, that his whole department shouts at the new prospect that he is a man with a real answer. And when you break that down, you know, who is the man? The man is the ex-problem drinker who found the solution. And why is he able to um, approach someone else? Um, because he's armed with facts about himself. He knows the same difficulties that another compulsive overeater goes through. He really knows all there is to know because he's gone through it himself. He's armed with facts about himself. He can identify with another person that's a compulsive overeater. And then it says that he obviously knows what he is talking about. Well, 
he can win, usually win the entire confidence of another alcoholic in a few hours. Why? Because his whole department shouts that he has a real answer. He's, he's gone from the beginning to the end, and so he knows the conclusion. He has experience. And it says that, you know, that he, and it goes to describe a little bit more about what that person looks like. You know, he's not to lecture. He's not to, to get paid for that. You know, as a matter of fact, he comes with a sincere desire to be helpful. And what is, what is the result of all that? What is the result of having that personality change? What is the result of going through the steps? You know, because if you're going through the steps, you should be getting some results. And I always look at the results. And it says, after such an approach, many take up their beds and walk again. That's a promise. That's another word for being recovered, being restored back to life. You know, when I was close to 300 pounds, I couldn't breathe. I had knee problems. I, <laughs> I was a mess. I couldn't make headway out of life. I was miserable. I was in deep depression. I looked at someone else that shouted, shouted through their conduct, through their behavior, what I wanted, you know, um, a lot of times I, not, I don't go on what I hear, I go on what I see, you know, and that speaks louder to me, the example of uh, someone else, the example of how they're living their lives. And when I started looking at these recovered people that their lives had been restored physically, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, all of that, I looked at that and I wanted that. And so I embarked on the program of recovery I did the steps. I, I took this program very seriously, you know, and I, I did what I had to do, you know, in going through the process to get the same results. Did I get the same results? Of course I did. Was it hard? You know, it's hard, but it's doable. And I got the same results. And I was able to take up my bed and walk again. I lost my weight. I, I got the freedom that I needed. I was not obsessing over the food anymore. I was not binging my brains out. And, and today, you know, I can pass this message on to yet others because I've had the experience. I've gone through it from the beginning to the end. And so I know the conclusion. And I know that what it says here is true, you know. And so I'm armed with facts about myself. I can shout this, this glorious good news to others. You know, because I've experienced it. And so, you know, for those that are coming here and, um, you know, are having difficulties, just keep coming back. Keep doing this. Go through the process, you know, and you will also get the same results. But you have to follow what the book says. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Gil. Would anyone else like to share on this paragraph? Uh, this, this is Paula. Hester. May I share? Okay. Paula and I heard one other person. Hester. Hester. Okay, Paula, go ahead, and then Esther. And thank you, Julie, and thank you for your service. You know, I, I noticed in this paragraph there are two two words that are exactly the same. Uh, I'm sorry, approach. Approach. That the man who was making the approach, what is an approach? Approach is to draw near to draw close. I often think of a plane circling an airport and he's making his approach and he's checking out his, his, all his 
mm, I'm trying to think of the word, but all his little clocks and ticking, is this the right speed? Is this the right thing? Um, is the landing gear down? Is everything ready for the landing? And then we get the instruction, the, the exact details here are given. And you know that word, I, and I'm so, and I, I'm just going to zip onto the shouts at the, the new prospect, not with words, because we read Ebby, he did no ranting, different than words, but saying so much more. But I want to end with, and I'm going to make this short because I know there's others, and so much has been shared. We see the word again. After such an approach, ah, now the landing gear comes down. Now the landing gear comes down. Now you're ready for a landing. Look at what it says. Many, many take up their beds and walk again. They're the landing. Thank you for allowing me to share. With that, I do pass. Thank you, Paula. And Esther, go ahead. Hi, did you call on me? Yes, I did. Yes, I'm sorry. I was busy unmuting again. Um, okay, this is Hester or Hesse, um, and I would like to share on uh, there are no fees to pay, no people to please. These are the conditions that we have found to be most effective. Um, this is the only program that has ever worked for me because it's such an honest program. There's nobody trying to make a profit off of me and off of my disease, and there's nobody that wants to keep me coming back forever to keep making that profit. I remember the last program, diet program, that I went to, um, they were pushing their foods, which they said, you know, this will help you. And what were the foods? They were small portions of the poison that when I ingest that poison, it starts me all over again. And... What was their bottom line? They wanted to keep me coming back. They were looking for every motive that they, you know, any way that their their motive was to find any way possible to keep me coming back forever. Um, I mean, you know, honestly, did you ever see a diet program that said we're in business to cure everybody and we're going to shut down, <laughs> you know? And when I come here to this program, when I came here, there was such a stark difference. Nobody's making a profit, and we want to band together because otherwise we're going to drown. We want to rescue each other. When somebody sees another person drowning, they have this gut human reaction. It's totally altruistic. It's powerful. They get a rush of adrenaline. They want to rescue that person. And they don't go over to the drowning person and say, well, I'm going to extend this pole if you pay me. How much are you going to pay me? <laughs> you know, um, will, will you keep giving it to me in installments? And, you know, that's what I want to share and, and, and why this program is so powerful, powerful for me. And I have gotten pockets of recovery, but now that I'm here, I hope I will get recovered, <laughs> as people say in this program, and I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Hester. Um, this is Julie. I just want to jump in for a second. And, you know, I have several things underlined in here, but one of them is that the person's going to have the same difficulty. You know, obviously, that person's going to have the same issue where they master was food. But that's part of, you know, it's living dishonestly, it's being controlling, it's um, 
maybe being revengeful, whatever those those character defects that I just lived by. And um, the real answer is having that psychic change, that, that awareness where I am not that same person. And I can only do that by having that real relationship with God. And, you know, the next thing is a sincere desire to be helpful. Not that um, I'm begrudging being a sponsor or a step guide. It's that I want to guide someone. I want to give away what was so freely given to me. My sponsor had something that I wanted. She she is even. She changed her life. She Food is not an issue, but that is just the beginning. It's, you know, being, we're here for each other. And, you know, we'll see it in several other areas in the book. But, you know, we, we do have um, a requirement to, to pass on what was freely given to us. And we do this because we need to, we want to, and we, it's, it's a right, it's an honor. So I am just, I'm glad to be able to be doing service. And it all started with, with my step sponsor, my, my guide, offering to give me what was given to her. So with that, I'll pass. Um, does anyone else want to share on this paragraph before we move on? Okay, Michelle, would you read the next paragraph? Good morning, Julie. Good morning, Vision for You. This is Michelle H., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Missouri. None of us makes a soul good morning. None of us makes a sole vocation of this work, nor do we think its effectiveness would be increased if we did. We feel that elimination of our drinking is but a beginning. A much more important demonstration of our principles lies before us in our respective homes, occupations, and affairs. All of us spend much of our spare time in the sort of effort which we are going to describe. A few are fortunate enough to be so situated that they can give nearly all their time to the work. So the sentence that really jumped out at me this morning is we feel that elimination of our drinking is but a beginning. And that, <clears throat> the reverse was true for me. I thought that the elimination of my binge foods and weight loss was the solution. I didn't see it as a beginning. And there were people that were carrying the message that the elimination of, you know, my binge food and getting abstinent weight loss was a beginning. But my mind snapped shut to that. I thought that I knew what I knew and that, you know, the knowledge was that if I would just lose this weight and find a way to keep it off, then my life would be improved. It wasn't until, thank you, God, by the grace of God, that I was in enough pain and um, despair to see that my solution, um, the weight loss solution, was not the solution, was not the message that was being carried by people who were recovered. And it says a much more important demonstration, demonstration, a way of living, something I can see, something that um, is shown, is um, of our principles, the principles of the program, and that lie before us. And the only way that I can be a demonstration of the principle to this program um, was to be able to surrender and say, I don't know. Um, my way is not the way. It's not working for me. 
and, you know, what is the solution? And the solution was carried to me in demonstration of principles. The solution is that I am, you know, that I need a power greater than myself, that relying on self did not work. It never worked, will never work, and um, it will never bring me the happiness and the joy that I was looking for. And, And thank you, God, for the people who were recovered and stuck around and carried the message and and demonstrated those principles to me. And like has been said, you know, we're just shouting um, in their deportment and their actions and their behaviors. And then I, too, um, saw the truth that this was, you know, the the elimination of my fast food, uh, binge foods, and, and the way I was going was nearly just a beginning, just a beginning. And how grateful... You know, to have a meeting like this that that shouts that deportment, deportment, and the actions, and that there are recovered people that say, it, "It's this is just the beginning." You know, stick with us. Here's the solution. It's a power greater than ourselves, and that you know, I am powerless, and that these principles will come true. I'll, I'll be able to be other-centered, start caring about other people instead of myself, and be able to demonstrate honesty, integrity and service to others, and and that this is where um, the solution lies, not in, you know, not in being abstinent, it's already been said. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. Would anyone like to share on this paragraph? This is Bella. Can I share? Yes, Bella, go ahead. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Bella, and I'm a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Julie, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody that is on the line. Wow, I love these two paragraphs, and I see a connection. This paragraph, the sentence that touched me is, we feel that elimination of our drinking is but a beginning. And I am connecting it to the, the, from the last paragraph, the real answer. Yes, Thank God, thank God, I see the difference with my answer before the program and now that I am in the program. Yes, before the program, I thought that my food is all about the weight. Yes, I am overweight, plain and simple, because I eat too much. I don't eat the right food. And as soon as I will put down my food and I will be aware when and where and how much I eat, I will lose weight, and I will be skinny. And no, it didn't work out for me because I am a compulsive overeater, and my disease is an allergy of the body, an obsession of the mind, and I am also spiritual sick. And yes, thank God, thank God, the beginning, the first thing is to put down the food, the poisoning food for me, the food that brings me the allergy. And this, this is only the beginning. This is step one. But to understand and to know who am I, I have to be connected to my creator. And yes, I know that part of my disease is my spiritual level, my spiritual area, and now, thank God, it's a miracle that I am connected to my creator. I am connected to God. 
I start to understand who am I. And now that I am connected and I am doing the steps through the step work, I understand, yes, God created me as a human. And human is limited. And thank God I can be happy with by being human and by using my limitations. And I know I don't have to look for power. I don't have to look anymore to run the show. I have only one power, to do the best choice one day at a time. My job is here to be a messenger, to do the service of God what God wants for me right now. And I am connected to my created. By doing the steps, I start to understand who am I, why I am here, what God wants for me, and this is the freedom. And it's only the beginning. By putting the food down, it's only the beginning. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Bella. Would anyone else like to share? This is Sharon in Colorado. Katie. So I have Sharon, Sally, and Leah. Leah. And Leah. Okay, Sharon, first, go ahead. Okay, thank you, Julie. Thank you for your service, and hello to everyone out on the line. Um, I, too, just wanted to share a little bit on we feel that elimination of our drinking is but a beginning a much more important demonstration of our principles lies before us in our respective homes, occupations, and affairs. And uh, I am just so grateful because the elimination of the drinking or the eating, in our case, is just the beginning. And then it's the process of these principles, which are rooted in the steps, that give us that new, renewed, and restored mind that only God can give to us and that we become new creations in him and we find that uh, all these old ideas and false beliefs that we have lived with most of our lives are now being changed and renewed in our homes, in our occupations, in our affairs with other people. And that's the miracle because that was my problem. I never knew um, I was always at odds with other people. I, um, you know, and I didn't see the people pleasing for what it was. I didn't see the uh, thing that I believed I was right and they were wrong, and they didn't see things my way. And if they would just shape up, then I would be okay. There were so many false beliefs and false ideas <clears throat> that, through the process of the steps, I was be able, to, I was able to see them for what they were, and then by God's power at work in my life. He was changing me from the inside out and teaching me how to respond in a totally different way that set me free from being self-destructive with food and also set me free from being destructive in the way I responded to other people's situations. So I am so grateful for this program, and I'm grateful today that I do have, I am retired, so I do have the ability to spend more time uh, and I loved what someone said today about a step guide. I really liked that. Um, and that's the gift we are given. And we freely give it because it's freely been given to us to just guide someone through the process of these steps so that they too may be set free 
and live in the freedom that God always desired for us to live in. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sharon. And go ahead, Sally. Thank you, Julie. Thank you for your service. Sally recovered in South Jersey. I, too, have to chime in. I, too, feel this uh, imperative to um, to share what has happened in just 20 little months of my life after 30 years of being in OA and in and around the rooms. When it says we feel that elimination of our drinking is but a beginning, I just marvel at that sentence because for so many years I worked a program that it was all about nothing put a smile on my face and that I could walk in, stroke my own ego and say, yes, I'm abstinent for blah, 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 four years, five years. But it was such a white-knuckling abstinence. It was a day-by-day struggle to keep the food down because after 30 years, I still didn't get it, that the problem was in my head, that the problem was an allergy of my body, that I had this page 24 and 42 put it so beautifully, this mental twist, this mental blind spot that would lead me right, right back to the food. And when I read this, we feel that elimination of our drinking is but a beginning. I'm reminded of um, a share that was given on a Sunday morning months ago that really has haunted me. And this one sentence that was spoken that said that we're, we have to understand the problem and we have to understand the solution. And then the third thing we have to understand is that we have to die to self. And I remember when I heard it, I thought, holy mackerel, that's what this is all about? It's not just that I have an allergy of my body that makes me want more, more, until my portion was always, until it's all gone. I didn't hide food around my house because there was no hiding it from me. There was just no hiding it from me. It, the portion was till it's all gone. And then when I learned, you know, about this mental twist, this blind spot, it made sense that why I was so compulsive that I just had to have more, that I couldn't stop thinking about it. But it wasn't enough to understand the problem. Then to understand that the solution while it tells us a much more important demonstration of our principles, and they're talking about our 12 steps, and the 12 steps are what lead me to the solution. And we're going to be told right here in this book that the answer, the, the answer that we're looking for is, the solution is our higher power. It's going to say that to us in the next couple of paragraphs. But that even more than that, that it was about me stopping the ego the selfishness and self-seeking, top of page 62, that we think was the root of our trouble. And that, for me, in this program, in 20 months, in just 20 months, you know, we talk about how we came for the vanity, we stayed for the sanity. I came to this program 20 months ago that I started in earnest reading this instruction manual over size 20 and now size 10. I don't even get on a scale. It's just that my clothes don't fit again. And so I know, here I am, another size down. It doesn't matter what I weigh, because that would just be more ego and more panic that I'm losing my armor, because that's what fat was for me, armor in a lot of ways. But that this, this program works. And I want to say that, 
this demonstration of the principles, yes, the steps, the demonstration of my laying down of my ego and my selfishness and my self-seeking is a demonstration to my home, to my children, to my occupation, and to all my affairs. But it's also the demonstration. These principles, these 12 steps teach us how to strip ourselves of selfishness and self-seeking and self and finally turn to our higher power. What an incredible gift that we have in this program. I came for the vanity. I stayed for the sanity. Don't leave before the miracle. It took me 30 years to find out the truth of what this is about. And it does work. It does work. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Sally. Go ahead, Leah. Thanks so much, Julie, for your service. Good morning, everybody. My name is Leah, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I, too, wanted to speak on those couple sentences here. We feel that elimination of our drinking is but a beginning. A much more important demonstration of our principles lies before us in our respective homes, occupations, and affairs. Well, focusing on that elimination of our drinking is but a beginning. Yes, it is but a beginning, but it is a necessary beginning. Let's make that clear. Every day I'm speaking to someone who uh, was taken through the steps while still uh, using their binge foods, their substances. That's not the way the big book teaches it. Remember, from the get-go, from the very beginning, this book gets cracked open to the doctor's opinion. That elimination of our binge foods is the beginning, <laughs> a very necessary beginning. However, however, a much more important demonstration of our principles lies before us in our respective homes, occupations, and affairs. You know, I knew how to diet. I knew how to eliminate my binge foods. I mean, you know, uh, I had spent years doing that. Um, if you're a compulsive overeater of my type, uh, what I didn't know is how to live in my house with my husband, with my parents, uh, go to my job, be around my colleagues, my boss, my mother, my father, the president, and not compulsively overeat to stand it. You know, not have to self-destruct with my own hand under the guise of seeking ease and comfort. That's what I didn't know. And that is the secret of these 12 steps. That is the secret of the 12 steps. The secret is how to do that. That is what we offer. That's what was given to me. To live in my house and not compulsively overeat over it. To live in my skin and not have to self-destruct. That is what was given to me. That simple, simple process of the steps. That yes, indeed, it was possible to be relieved of the mental obsession for my binge foods and to be able to have such a dramatic change in my personality, in my character, and in my values that I no longer needed to self-destruct, to stand it. You know, recently I celebrated 27 years. 27 years. You know, January 19th, 1987. You know, we all celebrate our abstinence dates, right? You know, that's popular. <laughs> but the dates and the days that I would really like to celebrate with you, I don't know. I don't know those specific dates. I would love to be able to tell you the day that the resentment went away. <laughs> I would love to be able to tell you the day that some of my fears washed away. 
that the feeling of uselessness was gone, that I no longer had a critical tongue, that I no longer had to cut people and lash people with my tongue in order to, uh, you know, get my point across. I would love to talk about that day. I would love to talk about the day that the walls of defense mechanisms that I had been using for decades no longer needed to be utilized because I could go to God instead. I would love to tell you the day that I was no longer acting as if and, and had true, genuine compassion when I interacted uh, with one of my parents. I would love to tell you that day. I would love you to tell, tell you the day the desire uh, to binge went away. I don't know those specific days, but I do know that the actions of the program are designed to do for you what the food used to do. This, these steps, you know, took those distorted drives of mine and allowed them to be restored to their true purpose and direction. To cause a spiritual awakening, a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery. That is far more than the mere elimination of binge foods. However, you know, <laughs> tremendous that is. But this is about a renewed life, a restored life, a rehabilitated life. This is about being reborn. Not in body, obviously, but in mind. That's why I get wound up about this program. That's why I get charged up. I get charged up sometimes, not because I get excited to talk about me. <laughs> I get excited about us. I get excited about us. I get excited about the possibilities the hope, what happens. I've seen it in my own life. I've lived it in my own transformation, and I've seen it in others. It's electric. It is electric. That's what we have to offer, to find a way to live where our mind doesn't lock on that sense of ease and comfort that comes from eating those binge foods. And that process is called recovery, and that's what this is about. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Leah. Would anyone else like to share on this paragraph? Do. Uh, do. Go ahead. Good morning. This is Do, uh, Recover Compulsive Reader. I also like to take a stab at that. Um, we feel that elimination of our drinking is but a beginning and much more important demonstration of our principles lies before us in our respective poems, occupations, and affairs. And, you know, it's true. Um, elimination of our binge foods, of our eating, is but a beginning. And I remember thinking, well, if I could just lose the weight, if I could just, you know, um, get on a food plan, everything's going to be just perfect. Everything's going to come to me through osmosis. Everything's going to just kind of like happen for me. And I remember one day... Um, well, I remember several times, but this one particular day, it registered in my mind what this one um, fellow traveler was saying. And, and she says, you know, you come to the meeting and you're in a meeting for an hour or two and you're in total spiritual oasis. And she says, but what about the rest of the 22, 23 hours of your day? How's that going? You know, are you demonstrating these principles in all your affairs, in your homes, in your respective, in your work? in your community. And I remember pausing for a minute and just looking over and noticing that I was not doing that. 
you know, I had put down the food for three years and my life was still unmanageable. My home was still unmanageable. My work life was still unmanageable. Everything about me was unmanageable. And I remember someone else saying, you know, what are you sowing? What are you sowing into your life? Are you, are you sowing discontent, disharmony, um, you know, uh, anger and, and resentment? And I had to look at that, too. And I remember thinking, wow, that's what I'm sowing for my son because that's what I'm getting back. That's what I'm reaping. And so it was, it was you know, it was, it was told to me, you know, can you apply these principles in your, all your affairs? Can you go through the process, going through the steps so that, that your life changes, so that you won't have to live that way? And I remember thinking, I need to practice these principles. It's not about just getting intellectually. It's not about just coming to the meeting and just sitting here for an hour or two and just reading the book and intellectualizing about it. It's about actually taking the actions and living it. And I started to take the actions, and I started to practice these principles, and my life did change. And my home life changed, and my work life changed, and everything started to change. But I had to practice it. I had to take the action, you know, and I had to do the steps. And that's, that's where the transformation came from. It did come from, from uh, getting connected to the higher power, but we're not there yet. You know, it's talking about the fact that there is a solution through the principles, through the principles. And what are the principles? You know, it's being honest. It's having integrity. It's having perseverance. It's having self-discipline. I mean, there are like 12, 12 principles, you know, that you can look up, you know, and those are just but a minute fraction of the principles. There's more, more of them, you know, as you're living this way of life. But this book gives me the how-to of how to do that, of how to, how to know how to apply, apply what I'm, I'm learning. You know, it's not about just getting intellectually into my head. It's about my heart condition. It's about getting at a gut level and being able to be catapulted into this fourth dimension that it talks about. So I, I really relate to this sentence because, you know, for me it was, uh, in the beginning, it was all about dieting. It was all about getting the food down. It was all about following the food plan, and that, that's as far as I went. And it says it's just a beginning, so there's more work to be done. There's more to be done, and that's why it's not step one. It's steps one through 12, and with that, I pass. Thank you, Dee. Um, this is Julia, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. And that those two sentences are, are very powerful for me. Um, I've been in OA since 81, you know, received a lot of 30-day, 90-day, one-year, two-year chips, um, and, and I was thin. But that, you know, it says here, it's but a beginning. A much more important demonstration of our principles lies before us in our respective homes, occupation, affairs. I was over two years abstinent, but I was dishonest. I was out of control. I was overspending. But, you know, I did my checkoff sheets. Um, I sponsored. I called three people. Um, I weighed and measured my food, which I still do today, weigh and measure. Um, But I did these things, but I was not sane. I had not found out what that real answer was, which was that relationship with God. Um, I was just thin. I was 
dieting with group support. And I had not been rocketed into the fourth dimension. I didn't even know what that was because I was living so dishonestly and deceitful. But it's like, wow, now, now after getting that relationship and sustaining it with God every day, I get to have these things. My, I'm, I'm reunited with my husband. I don't overspend. The food, you know, that's is neutral. Um, so yeah, it was just a beginning, but I never knew that. I thought that was the end result: lose the 150 pounds, be thin, and my life would be wonderful. But nothing had changed. Um, but yes, this this program works. It's phenomenal, and uh, I get to know what what it is to live and to live with my higher power. So I think we have time for one more share, if anybody is out there. Press star one if you'd like to share. This is Sarah. May I share? Uh, Yes, go ahead, Sarah. Okay, just a real quick brief. You know, uh, I loved what's being shared this morning. This is Sarah, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. And, um, you know, the one thing I wanted to say to the newcomer and to anybody there is that, yes, the promises do happen, but we are not perfect people. We have a daily reprieve contingent on our spiritual condition. And, you know, that's what 10, 11, 12 are for. When when I have issues that come up in my day, I can utilize the 10-step and uh, take ownership of if I need to make an amend, ask God to help me, find out where I was, where I was wrong, and then uh, go out and help somebody else uh, or do the next right thing. So, um, you know, I just wanted to, to put in a lot of times, I think, as 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 wonderful and and gleaming and bright we seem, we are human, and we have we still have defects of character that come through, although I think they do get slowly uh, diminished. Uh, but we do have that tenth, eleventh, and twelfth step, and it is a beautiful program. But we need to put into it the effort that we want to get out of it. And I'm so grateful today that I realized that because I do not want to become complacent. Complacency is going to bring me right back into the food. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Julie, for your service. Thank you. It is now time to close our meeting. Uh, Thank you to everyone who shared. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And Penny, will you please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be subjective only. Good morning. Thank you. This is Penny, uh, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. 
we shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.